Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sierra 90 Body Burn 30 Support Call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Texas Time, 9.40 Michigan and East Coast Time. We are absolutely thrilled to have you along with us. And um, I can't, can't say how much, how much we really appreciate this. I want to do a big shout out to both Ryan Curry and to Frank Lomas who keep the technical side of things up and rolling, which is no small feat in and of itself. And just really appreciate both of those guys and all of their expertise. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. And I'm welcoming you to the Tier 98 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time for approximately about 15 minutes um, going over various different aspects of the TR90 program and sharing some information that will help support that program. I come to you with an education background in that I'm a teacher by trade, but I'm always looking for things to share with us that will help support that TR90 lifestyle because I've always had a huge interest in both the health, nutrition, and exercise um, components of this program before this program was even around. With that being said, that TR90 program when you're first starting out is one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein, at least three of those meals. If you're a much larger person, you probably need to add either a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein or increase the amount of protein at your three meals. Drinking plenty of fluid to stay hydrated, and the best water, uh, the best fluid to drink happens to be water. And you should be drinking a minimum of one ounce for every two pounds that you weigh. So, if, for instance, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water to keep your body hydrated. If you're in a very humid area, or if you're exercising very heavily, you'll need to increase that to um, stay hydrated. And many times hydration, dehydration starts out as if you feel like you're hungry and it's really that the dehydration is already starting to set in. And so my first go-to is always to drink a glass, eight ounce glass of water, see if that will uh, suffice for about five minutes or so. And if that does uh, um, kept the hunger, then, then I look at what is the appropriate thing for me to be eating at that time. That's just one of my, my little tricks that I do because that hydration is one of those really key components. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Um, closer to the source of the fruits and vegetables, the better because you have better vitamins, micronutrients, macronutrients, and fiber, as long as you're eating the whole fruit or vegetable. Um, juicy is great in some regards, but it takes out all the fiber, and many of us need anywhere between 40 to 45 grams of fiber daily just to keep things moving in through our bodily system. 30 plus minutes of moderate to heavy exercise is also another key component of this because this is a lifestyle change. It's really important to 
to get into a good habit of finding something that you like to do, um, exercise-wise, that you can maintain going forward. But periodically mix it up because your body gets bored and then it gets lazy and says, oh, well, you've been walking for 30 minutes for two months and this is easy. You know, if you, if you keep doing the same thing, then it's going to um, decrease in effectiveness. So if you switch it up every couple of months or so or switch up what you do periodically, um, it makes your brain work harder, it makes your muscles work harder, and it's just all around good. I like to get my um, exercise up between both weight-bearing and aerobics just because that try, I try to keep a good healthy balance between those two. So I'm usually switching things up quite drastically, fairly regularly, so that so that my body doesn't get bored. Seven to nine hours of rest daily is really key. Um, the importance of sleep, they're finding, is coming out in more ways than one, and it's really important. And one of the books that I've shared with you in the past talked about how important sleep was. That if, if you didn't do anything else or you wanted to start with something, start with your sleep. Because with better sleep, then you make better choices. So if you're not at where you need to be for getting the number of hours of sleep, move your sleep time up 15 minutes for four or five days, which your body's become accustomed to that. Move it up another 15 minutes and gradually build up until you're where you need to be for your number of hours of sleep. That TR90 program when you're first starting out is that first really good green meal, two shakes, three snacks a day, um, about 30 grams of protein. All of that is really important. Taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is optimum. If you're not able to do that, do take it with your meal because it will still work. It's just that it's not quite as effective. It won't work quite as synergistically as it would if you had taken it 15 to 20 minutes before a meal. I know that there are many times that I was not able to take it 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, so I took it with my meal because that way I wouldn't forget, and it's really important to get those supplements in. So with that being said, I am sharing some information with you today out of a book that is called... Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease by Robert H. Lustig, M.D., M.S.L., and Lustig is spelled L-U-S-T-I-G. And last week I mentioned the diet sweeteners, whether they're a panacea or propaganda, and there were five things that were important to know about that, or five specific issues that underline um, what happens with those diet sweeteners. So um, some of them, many of them are non-absorbed sweeteners. Well, the sugar alcohols such as xylitol and sorbitol aren't absorbed across the intestine. So they're safe, right? Um, yes, 
except that in high amounts that they can cause significant gastrointestinal distress, bloating, and diarrhea. And another one was that if you drink diet sodas, um, because you, you don't want to have the sugar, it does, um, your brain doesn't know which, it's, it's just getting that heat signal to the hypothalamus and it says, hey, there's a sugar load coming, get ready to map, metabolize it, and when it doesn't show up, then the, the sends to the pancreas to release the extra insulin, and if the sweet is from a diet sweetener and the sugar never comes, the hypothalamus goes, oh, well, I'll just chill until the next meal, or does it say, what the heck? I'm all primed for extra sugar. I'll have to go out and find it, and you don't know if the brain compensates for that lack of sugar. The possibility, and then the third thing is that the possibility exists (coughs) that diet sweeteners might change the composition of the intestinal bacteria. (coughs) And that may generate inflammation and decrease and increase the deposition of visceral fat. Got a tickle in the back of my throat. I apologize for that. And we don't know what the role of the diet sweeteners may play in sugar addiction, but the downregulation of the dopamine receptors by sucrose means that we have to supply more sugar the next time to get the same effect, creating a positive feedback system and driving further intake. The same has been seen with the diet sweeteners. So conceivably, diet sweeteners format the same biochemical dependence which drives further sugar-seeking behavior. So even if you don't get sugar at this meal, you'll make sure that you get it in the next one so your body compensates. And the fifth issue is that diet sweetness safety is extremely complex. The FDA party line says if it's approved, it's safe, but really isn't. Concerns continue to abound about aspartame, despite its availability on the market for the past 30 years. Then there's the other side. The sugar industry has loads of reasons for blurring the landscape. Any diet sweetener that threatens their dominance generates a no holds bar takedown, and they're attacked, they've attacked every diet sweetener that has appeared on the market since saccharin. So how do we navigate those food labels? While controlling your personal food environment is all about the points of decision, so how do you navigate your supermarket? It's a minefield. First rule, if you go into the market hungry, all is lost. Second rule, shop on the periphery of the supermarket. If you don't go into the shelves, or if you go into the shelves, you've gone off the ranch. So that means shopping the outside edges because usually that's where the fruits and vegetables are, that's where the dairy and meat is, and that's, you're going to be closer to the source of your food rather than um, going into that highly processed. Rule number three, real food doesn't have or need nutrition fact labels. 
the more labels you read, the more garbage you mind. So you just keep that in mind. Fourth rule, real food spoils, which is a good thing. If bacteria can digest it, that means you can too, since your mitochondria are just repurposed bacteria. There are three major downsides to eating real food. The first is that it takes time to cook, but by eating real food, you automatically increase your levels of fiber and micronutrients and reduce your fructose and trans fats. The second is that it spoils, so you can't keep it in your pantry indefinitely. The third is that real food is more expensive, and that's the biggest problem. And the fifth rule, find the hidden sugar. And they hide it well. The nutrition facts label requires the listing of ingredients by mass. So that by using different forms of sugar in any given product, the food industry can add many different sugars to one product. The grams don't change, but the order on the label does. And the food industry has at least 40 other names for sugar in, its, um, in an effort to hide it on the label. But a discerning eye can always stop them. So, buyer beware. So, do you think for added sugar to processed food, you've got agave nectar, black stress molasses, cane sugar, confectioner sugar, date sugar, diastatic malt, Florida crystals, galatose, golden syrup, icing sugar, Malodextrin, muscovado sugar, refined syrup, sugar, Barbados sugar, brown sugar, caramel, corn syrup, demerara sugar, dietase, fructose, glucose, grape sugar, invert sugar, maltose, raw, organic raw sugar, rice syrup, treacle, barley malt, buttered syrup, carob syrup, corn syrup solids, dextran, ethyl maltose, fruit juice, glucose solids, high fructose corn syrup, lactose, maple syrup, pananocha, sorghum syrup, turbinado sugar, beet sugar, cane juice crystals, castor sugar, crystalline fructose, dextrose, evaporated cane juice, fruit juice, concentrate, golden sugar, honey, mulch syrup, molasses, raw sugar, sucrose, and yellow sugar. And that, you know, those are just some of the very first ones that you will find. If you find any form of sugar listed in the first five ingredients, that's an item that you probably do not want to hang on to. And you may want to take a look and see how many forms of sugar are really in some of those processed foods. And with that, I'm going to uh, take us off mute, and I'll be showing more about how we can keep track of some of that tomorrow. Let's see if I can get us all muted here. Well, there we have it, my friends. There are various different ways that they are hiding that sugar in our processed foods, so that's the reason why we need to go as close to the source as possible. 
I hope you have a great day. It's the top of the hour. If you're looking to build a new skin business, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing with you information on how to build a new skin business. And with that being said, I hope you all have a great day. And get some exercise if you can. If you're hitting those plateaus, add an extra five minutes of exercise on a day here or there. It will definitely help. Any questions or comments about topics that you like, don't like, I'm all ears and willing to listen. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome.